Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener. Today, Thursday, June 29th, 2023. And let's start this off. We're going to dive over to the Daily Norseman where Tyler Ireland writes about more Justin Jefferson disrespect. Pat McAfee makes a crazy assertion about Justin Jefferson. And the Justin Jefferson disrespect continues in the midst of peak silly season. On the Pat McAfee show, Pat recently made the unsupportable comment about the Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. He claimed that the reason behind Jefferson's high level of production was due to the presence of Dalvin Cook on the field. Pat's argument is that Cook's presence forced defenses to load the box, in turn cleared the way for Jefferson to have an MVP caliber season. However, the argument is not valid in reality. The Vikings offense ran through Jefferson, and it was Kevin O'Connell who designed plays to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. Moreover, opposing defenses often double-teamed Jefferson, forcing the Vikings to rely on Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne to win their individual matchups, which they failed to do on too much of a consistent basis. 
Furthermore, the Vikings were extremely inefficient whenever they tried to lean on the running game. As Dalvin Cook's rushing efficiency has been on a steady decline since 2019. In fact, Minnesota ranked 29th in rushing yards per game in 2022, indicating that Cook was not the workhorse running back that Pat thinks he is. In addition, the Vikings were top three in passing attempts per game last season, further supporting the argument that Justin Jefferson's success was not due to the presence of Dalvin Cook. Jefferson would have put up similar stats regardless of who was in the backfield because the team's passing volume and how much the Vikings offense centered around him. Overall, Pat's comment is disrespectful to Justin Jefferson and ignores the reality of the Vikings offensive strategy. While Cook is a talented player, he's not the sole reason behind Jefferson's success and minimizing Jefferson's impact in order to fit the narrative is inappropriate. Staying over on the Daily Norseman, we have The Curse of 1998, Part 2, The Minnesota Vikings Inner Purgatory. This is written by Fourth Quarter Hero, and he is doing an outstanding job. Got that, Chris? Need to give him a raise. He's doing great. The Curse of 1998, Part 2, is an article that explores the Minnesota Vikings' struggles after the tragic 98 season. The team entered purgatory, missing the playoffs for six of the next seven years, and never finishing better than 8-8. Eight and eight. The article highlights the Vikings' draft incompetence, passing on players like Ed Reed and Troy Palamalu. Busts included Keneche Udeze, only his was due to his cancer, and wide receiver Troy Williamson. His was due to his eyesight and inability to catch a football. And the team suffered the particular embarrassment of missing their first pick in the first round of the 2003 draft. They did get the player they wanted, though, in Kevin Williams. The Because the Vikings didn't get their pick in on time, the Vikings suffered ridicule from ex-head coach Dennis Green and a nationally televised farce that was the broadcast for the entire country to see. The end of the 2003 season was, in every sense, pure damnation. In Dante Alighieri's historical epic, The Divine Comedy, There are said to be nine levels of hell. The first level is called limbo, which means the boundary of hell. The Vikings' descent into the damned continued as they missed the playoffs for several years. Fourth Quarter Hero provides insight into the Vikings' struggles after the 98 season, giving readers a glimpse of the team's challenges the team's missed opportunities, and draft day incompetence. And they all had a significant impact on their performance. And the team had to endure the ridicule and embarrassment as a result. 
Despite these challenges, the Vikings continued to strive for success and worked hard to improve their performance. The article itself provides valuable insights into the Vikings' journey and that time period in their history and serves as a reminder that success is not always easy to achieve. Fourth quarter hero, you did an outstanding job on that one. I look forward to part three. That now takes us over to the Vikings Wire, where Tyler Fornis reports that the NFL has released training camp dates. The Minnesota Vikings will start their training camp for the upcoming NFL season on July 23rd, less than a month away, with the rookies reporting first. Veterans are scheduled to report on July 25th. The team's headquarters at TCO Performance Center will host the training camp, which is open to the public for 14 practices. The Vikings are among a few teams reporting late to training camp, with only six teams reporting later. And just because it says the rookies are reporting on July 23rd, you will get some select veterans as well that come on that date. They tend to include those in rehab, some second-year guys, and quarterbacks, sort of like pitchers and catchers in the spring. The NFL announced the training camp dates in preparation for the upcoming season, and with the training camp dates being around the league in less than a month, fans and supporters of the teams are eagerly awaiting the start of their training camp and season. The season opener for the Vikings is against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's just 73 days away. In more news from Tyler, he reported on how the NFL Players Association has named a new executive director. And for this, I looked at his article, an announcement, and then five facts about the NFL Player Association executive director, Lloyd Howell. Who will succeed DeMora Smith? The NFL Players Association has announced that Lloyd Howell will be the new executive director, taking over from DeMora Smith by the end of 2024. Howell, who was a treasurer and chief financial officer at Booz Allen, will be the fourth executive director in the NFL Players Association history. Following the footsteps of Smith, Gene Upshaw, and Ed Garvey. He has worked for more than three decades for Booz Allen and is a Harvard and Penn graduate, and having received his MBA from Harvard. J.C. Treder, the NFL Players Association president, has given him his full endorsement, stating that the process to select the new executive director was 100% player-led and focused on the leadership competency, skills, and experience. However, some NFL Players Association members were reportedly unaware of the selection process and questions its transparency. And if you want to listen to Mike Florio, he goes off on that subject. Overall, though, the appointment of a new executive director is a significant development that will have a major influence on the league's dealings, 
particularly when it comes to negotiations and collective bargaining agreements. Howell will be the player's primary advocate and will make impactful advances on behalf of the NFL players. As the NFL prepares for its upcoming transition, fans and supporters are eagerly awaiting the new season with the season opener. And if you're curious, the next round of negotiations will take place in the run-up to 2030 when the present player's agreement is due to expire. We are now at the point of the show where I need to take a quick break, refill my coffee, and you get the wonderful opportunity to listen to commercials. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't, but we like our commercials because they add that little extra beer or whiskey money, in my case, to our pockets, and we do appreciate the sponsors that do that. So I will see you quickly on the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. And I'm back. We're going to stick with Tyler Fornis reporting. This time on the Viking State of the Roster, the Wide Receiver Edition. He wrote a great article on Vikings Wire that provides a comprehensive analysis of the Minnesota Vikings wide receiver positions heading into the 2023 season. The article begins by highlighting the outstanding performance of Justin Jefferson, who had an historic 2022 season, setting multiple team records with 128 catches 1,809 yards across 17 games. He was also named the 2022 Offensive Player of the Year. The article also notes that K.J. Osborne's development, who stepped it up at the end of the year, accruing 350 of his 650 yards in the final four games of the season. However, the article also acknowledges Adam Thielen's regression during the past season, leading to his release. After the top three, there wasn't much production from the rest of the receivers, with the two Jalens, Rager and Naylor, combining for only 17 receptions for 283 yards and two touchdowns. This has led to expectations that other players, such as Jalen Naylor, Jalen Rager, or Brandon Powell will have to step up and fill the gap in the upcoming season. The article then looks forward to the 2023 season, noting the sky-high expectations for the group 
especially with the addition of rookie Jordan Addison as wide receiver two or wide receiver three. The article also points out that attacking the intermediate areas of the field is the key to sustained success and how Addison is likely to take over as wide receiver two at some point in the season. The article concludes by discussing the future of the position, highlighting Jefferson and Addison as the likely long-term options. Tyler also discusses the intriguing potentials for players like Jalen Naylor, Malik Knowles, Cephas Johnson III, and Tristan Jackson, who could become vital pieces in the team's offense in the future. The article also notes that Osborne is a talented player, but is unlikely to be a long-term vision for the Vikings due to the salary cap nature of the NFL. He's playing in a contract year. Overall, the article provides valuable insights into the current state and future potential for the Minnesota Vikings wide receiver position. And all this culminated when Tyler and I were talking about it last night on the Real Forno show over on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page. So you can see us banter back and forth about exactly how good these receivers are and where they may actually fit. Plus, if you're an Odie fan, you get to see Odie. Well, that takes us to the point in the show where we talk about we are only 73 days away from the season opener. We're now 73 days away from the Vikings' week one season opener, and you know what that means. Lastly, welcome to today's trip down memory lane. Today, we're going to talk about the number 73 and its impact on the history of the Minnesota Vikings. Over the years, numerous players have worn this number, but there are few who stand out from the rest. Over the years, numerous players have represented Minnesota while wearing number 73. Some of the players who wore the number include Bill Bishop, Deshaun Bauer, Neil Elshire, Adam Goldberg, Otis Grigsby, Jimmy Kennedy, Errol Linden, Stafford Mays, Drew Samia, Jerry Shea, Joe Stepanek, Todd Stusey, Jamarcus Webb, Craig Wolfie, and Ron Yeri. The greatest player of the group is Ron Yeri. Yeri is widely regarded as the best player to have ever worn 73 on his jersey for the Vikings. He played right tackle for the team from 1968 to 1981 and was a key part of the team's success during that period. Yeri was a pro bowler seven times, a six-time All-Pro, part of the Hall of Fame's 1970s team, and was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2001. Truly a great man and legend in Vikings land. Another player who deserves mention is tackle Todd Stusey. Stusey wore the number 73 for the Vikings from 1994 to 2000. During his time with the team, he played in 104 games and was a pro bowler in 1997 and 1998. 
Another notable name was Sharif Floyd. He had an impact on the team's history while wearing number 73. He was a promising defensive tackle. Unfortunately, his career was cut short due to a botched surgery, but he was still able to leave a lasting impact on fans' hearts at the time. The current player to wear number 73 for the Minnesota Vikings is Junior Aho. Aho is a native of Nice, France, and he joined the team through the International Pathway Program. Last year, he played all 13 games in 2022 for SMU and recorded 23 tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. He is a developmental player, and it's going to be interesting to see how he actually looks once the preseason is upon us and we get to see him play. So there you have it, folks. The number 73 has been worn by some of the greatest players in Vikings history. From Ron Yeri to hopefully Junior Aho, the history of the number 73 cannot be overstated. Well, folks, that's it for today, this Thursday, June 29th, 2023. This has been Dave from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. What do we say? Go Vikings! I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.